Hey, basic fam. Today's episode may have topics you may not find suitable for young children. However, we encourage all to listen and learn. Also, we do apologize for some audio distortion during this episode. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Basic Buzz. My name is Davey, and this is episode 10. Today we have, as usual, Miss Trista joining us today. What up, what up, people? And also today we have a special guest, Zainab Sadiq. Say hey, Zainab. Hey, y'all. Uh, so basic fam, today we are Miss Miss Sadiq is here to educate us and teach us a little bit about, well, I, I mean, I don't want to really jump the gun here. Do you want to introduce yourself first and explain who you are and, and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Dana Sadiq. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I earned a bachelor's in sociology from UNF and my master's in education from Jacksonville University in 2012. Um, I have three children, a daughter 17, two sons, five and six. I work at Jasmine. Um, we are a LGBTQ uh, safe space. I'm a medical case manager and I work with those that have been infected with HIV. I also work, I teach art at a community center after school. That's wow. awesome. Sound <laughs> like a busy woman already and we're just getting started. Absolutely. Do you, do you have time? Do you have time to be a regular person? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's like a nun. A nun takes a calling and no, yeah. I feel like everything I do is, is spiritually based. So I hope I live a long life and then I can like travel and like really do nothing. And I would feel like I had earned it. <laughs> if you guys haven't guessed already, some of the subject matter you said was, like you said, you work at Jasmine in Jacksonville, which creates a safer space for young people right between the ages of the 13 to 23. Am I correct? Absolutely. And um, so... What we've noticed a lot of times coming into um, this new age for us or a lot of people, which isn't new, but it's just something that's been brought to a lot of people's attention um, with a lot of these civil rights movements, even in today's age, has been geared towards sexual orientations and gender. And, and recently it's been more and more, I guess, like for me, and I'm not, tr I'm trying to say this because I'm not as well educated on the subject matter and i'm assuming that a lot of our listeners aren't either and we wanted to bring you on to kind of explain to us a little bit more and educate us on the definitions of the lgbtq perfect um <clears throat> well lesbian gay bisexual transgender the q is for queer and so queer is an umbrella term uh, for sexual gender minorities who are not heterosexual um, or mm -hmm. not cisgender. Cisgender is someone that's born as a woman, uterus, identifies as a woman, born as a male, identifies as a male. Um, you can be a trans woman, so you were born as a man, but you identify as a woman, um, and vice versa. It gets a little more complicated. Um, queer, for two or three generations above us, um, was a derogatory term, uh, strange. Um, but now people are reclaiming that word like people do with the N-word. They're mm -hmm. taking back their power from it. Um, I identify as queer. 
I did not know there was a term for what I knew myself to be. Um, you know, you know, but you don't know, and you don't know where you fit in. And I'm not a box person. And so I think a lot of people that don't want to be placed in a box um, identify as queer. And it can mean the gamut of things. It can mean you're a woman that, that dates women. You're a woman that dates uh, trans uh, men. Um, it's like a when you're in a community more, mm-hmm. you'll learn that nothing meets meet the eye. So you might see a woman and a woman together, but it could be a man that's transitioning and a quote-unquote um, cisgender woman. And so they were appear to be lesbians, but he has the equipment of an um, anatomical man. So mm-hmm. it gets deep. I won't get too deep. But um, it's just a term that other queers get. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm not normal and I'm okay with that. And mm-hmm. I find, like, so, guys, she's, I asked, I requested this information, but <laughs> she actually sent over some great information um, to us. And some of the things that really caught my eye was just the number of terms that I had never heard of. Yes. Um, and so, like, for instance, uh, demisexual, which that was new to me. I was like, whoa. Um, which means a person who does not express sexual attraction unless they form a strong emotional connection. Um, the, I mean, some of these words, of course, have been heard before, like the down, like down low, um, pansexual, um, but homosexual, for instance, a uh, person who avoids sexual orientation labels, like those, those are words uncommon to, I guess, like. I don't even the know general you, public the cis, are the homos, cisgenic, the heterosexuals. Yes, cisgender. cisgender. Yeah, you learn a lot more once once you're in the community, and it's okay. No one has to be the authority on anything. The internet is there, and if you're curious and you hear about it, you can look it up and educate yourself. Uh, but I think being sensitive to what people prefer to be called. And even if you don't want to, you understand where that's coming from. Um, because a lot of people say, oh, you're gay. So you, mm. are you the girl or the boy? Because in our society, we like to like make things make sense. And so a stud, we know that that's a lesbian. She she looks like a man, but she may not want to tra- transition. Um, and then the lipstick lesbian are the more fetishized. Oh, they look like a girl. But you get, oh, you don't look gay. That mm. vibe. Um, and... You know, uh, or with men, yeah, you know, top and bottom, top exactly. and bottom. Like, are you a top or you a bottom? Or you know, they assume because you're a top, you're more. I have to, I have to say, what's when you say that, it's it's amazing. Now, my introduction, and I'll never forget this because <laughs> I found my own biases was watching the real world, and there was this African American, an African American guy, really strong, well built, everything looked the part for like football star you know playboy all all those things and then you come to find out like he's he's gay and i remember just sitting there like not in the sense of like like i was i was surprised i was like that is not the stereotypical because you're taught i guess like back in our age right back when we were growing up gay guys were like you were as a straight man you were told that being flamboyant was a sign of being gay and even today, that carries in some some weight in some ways, incorrectly. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you know it stuck along, and it's it's it was at that very moment that it started to really make sense to me. And it's like okay, there's there's things I got to learn that weren't taught correctly to me, and that's where I think the birth of like reaching out and really understanding a little bit more about the community 
yes, I'd like just literally scratching a little bit of the surface was for me the beginnings of that. Um, so it's true. I, I think a lot of us um, want to just put people in, in boxes and it, they do that in more ways than one. Um, uh, I, I know, like you had mentioned, like for lesbian, uh, for lesbians, there's like you said the lipstick lesbian and then like the more masculine um which you i think you referred to as stud but i i'm not sure if that is a correct term and there are many terms for that too but that's just um you know i'm, I'm Ghanaian, my skin is black so i'm i'm african-american in this country right so i'm, I'm southern i'll say i'm Ghanaian and i'm southern so in the south you know they'll say it's slang so she because she is stud but you immediately know it's a girl that you know, mm-hmm. it's a tall boy, we would say, because there are trans women, you know, or tr- or women that, that are trans men, I should say. Right. And um, I had to learn a lesson, and I think we were getting sanitary items, and uh, um, one of my colleagues said something, and they were like, well, poor trans man, or, and I said, huh? And, and they were like, she could still be ministrating. And it didn't dawn on me, like, duh, like, okay, she's transitioning, she presents as a man, but she still has her monthly, like, she would need these mm-hmm. so even even i but you just redirect yourself and also i want to say a lot of people go by different pronouns now and a yes. lot of people in the queer community go by they them mm-hmm. and so uh i don't go that far I, like so what we do at jasmine we say what are your pronouns and that's the way we know how to address you you might look like a hmm. man in front of me but you might say my pronouns are she her or they might say you know it doesn't matter or a lot of people go by date them. And so literally I'd be at work and we had a colleague named Cosmos. Cosmos was born a woman. Cosmos is queer. She's in a relationship with another um, cis woman. So they're both born women, but they go by date them. And right. they will be like, what's up my queer baby? Or um, they're not here right now. And it doesn't sound right, but they, they identify as date them, not she, her, hmm. or anything like that. So that's a whole nother uh, okay. ball Interesting. And I was just, um, I was glad you brought that up because it is like, again, it's, it's that uh, binary system that I guess what, like one of the terms to use, one of the terms that you provided for us, heterosexualism, which is the system, the systemic teaching of straight being the norm. Right. And then we think that certain type of way. So if you see somebody that looks a certain type of way, you define them as that, but it's not necessarily what they would prefer or what they refer to themselves as. We have to be conscious of that. We're also seeing in this new age of civil rights and movements, we're seeing the Women's March and the Me Too. Um, we're also seeing like the, like we've heard it for years, but the inequality and just generally in the easiest way to, to, to judge is pay. And We've heard that for years, but it finally seems like it's coming to a head. Um, what, like, I don't, I'm, is there a certain type of discrimination that kind of goes beyond just necessarily of being in the LGBTQ community and then also getting that same kind of mistreatment or inequality based off of, you know, that, those occurrences? Because I'm sure. I mean, they're human, they're human just like us, and, and like everybody else, there's opportunities for whether it be sexual abuse, um, whether it be um, targeting uh, misogyny or any of those things. Like, do you find that when working at your center that those are still either occurring, occurring 
in a, in a problem or is it, do you seem that it's becoming better? Well, we err on the side of, you know, positive thinking. And so we just had someone in Jacksonville, a trans woman killed last week. Oh, wow. um, Yeah, if you go to Action News Jax, um, you'll see the picture of the young woman. Um, It's very dangerous, you know, to be, especially trans, especially a man that identifies as a trans woman. Um, You can tell someone, you can say, I've been with my clients and the guy called and she'll say, yes, I'm T.S., I'm trans, T.S., and like, I'll either continue on or not. Um, these women are, are used and abused. They're often marginalized. They can't work because they are a man, but they're a woman. Stigma, society stigma. Um, you know, they're always outliers and anomalies, but for the most part, it's hard for them to work, so they do sex work. Um, they do sex work. What I did, I had HIV positive clients, so I had to engage them. That means be their friend, be there for them. I went court with women. I wrote letters to get warrants um, taken off. Um, I mean, you name it. Uh, nothing to do with HIV medical care, but just be a support so you can gain their trust. And then you can say, let's go to the doctor. And I've had people say, I'm not feeling good. You take them. And they had a syphilis outbreak that they had. So clearly they're still engaging in unprotected sex. And I would work with the health department because you want to keep us all, all safe because there are straight men that have sex with trans women and they don't consider themselves gay, but then they go back to their wives or whomever. Um, black women are the newest, highest uh, rate of infection, um, followed by gay or men that have sex with men, MSN. Um, so that's a whole other show, but it's, it's deep. So, so it's discrimination because of your, your sexual orientation. If you're a gay man, and like you said, if you happen to be a feminine, right? Um, you might try to pass or hide it because you don't want to be stigmatized. But people are always trying to sniff that out. Right? Oh, he's a sissy or he's this or that. And, and that can work for or get you to be a woman that's emasculated. Um, men don't, don't like it because they think it's like a front to them. So a lot of um, women that are more masculine, they are victims of sexual assault by men because it's like a power thing and it's like a punishment thing and um and then within the community it's just like infighting and like you know not sticking together and, and bickering and um so it's just um it's everything you get all the microaggressions you get as a minority in america all of the things you have to overcome and then that intersectionality on top of that okay i'm a woman i'm at oh, the bottom mm-hmm. so, so supporting it I'm sorry, keep going. No, subordinate. We learned in, um, I was getting my doctorate. So we learned basically there's subordinate in our culture. So an example would be a white male because he's male first, he's white, and that is to precede. So for the power, uh, you know, structure, right? He has more power. And then the lower you go on the pole, um, any woman, and then add some variation of skin color, you know, ethnicity. And so a black woman would be the, the subordinate and the, uh, excuse me, and the white man would be the dominant. And so anything that happens to them happens to us, you know, at, at varying degrees. Um, but you can't, the causality is, is not per se there. But we know microaggressions cause health problems, stress, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like chronic illness, 
um, and, and things that, um, and the poverty, right? Lack of jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So all of those things, minorities experience within the intersectionality of their sexual orientation is still very prevalent. So just so, I mean, I believe our listeners are very smart. I just want to define, like explain the definition of intersectionality because it is a relatively new term to the public. It's, it hasn't been new, but for a lot of people who haven't heard it before, could you def- explain what that is? Sure. So Kimberly Williams Crenshaw coined the term um, in the early 90s, like 1989. And basically it is a theory um, which considers that various aspects of humanity, such as class, race, sexual orientation, disability, um, that would be called ableism, gender, do not exist separately from each other, but are completely interwoven, and that their relationships are essential to understanding um, the human condition. And in so saying, um, it basically takes into the fact that like a lot of our systems, a lot of whether it be in the community, whether it be Outside the community, we have these issues, right? Where, um, say, for instance, Justice Department wants to focus on certain issues in the community. What they might be focusing on might segregate a certain aspect of the uh, community, like oh, maybe race or gender. But what we, what they really are trying to say in intersectionality is, you can't separate gender and race and focus on those things because, in actuality the effects of each one of those little pieces of their identity come all together to create a specific individual or or individual experience. Yeah, like I probably should have been locked up by now if I was a black male. I was, you know, very aggressive as a youth. I was very, I'm I'm still very headstrong and, but because I'm a woman, they're not as afraid of me. They're still afraid of me as a black woman. Um, and I have a darker skin complexion, so that goes into shadism and colorism. But mm. um, if I was a black male, um, I'm raising my voice totally different. I have a different point of view. My daughter was the only child, and I start thinking about things differently. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, how do you explain this to them and help them understand, hey, it is what it is. I need you to make it home. Like, mm-hmm. we can deal with this later. You know, it's not right, but it's better to know you know what you're up against and government stuff accordingly just to walk through life naive. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Mm. Let me ask you this. If everybody has everybody has their little thing they do when they get away from work and everything being superheroes. So what's your one thing that you enjoy doing that takes you away from all that? I I am a avid reader. I'm currently reading NW by Zadie Smith. Ooh. I would love to know about that book. Perfect. Oh, right now you want me to tell you? Off the air, I didn't know. I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot. If you don't, you don't want to. Oh, oh, I'll talk about it. Oh, I love, oh, I just reread Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Watching Guys. So that was a good reread because um, um, it's just good to like revisit it. And it was, it was amazing. And then I, um, I love Zadie Smith. I listen to her speak all the time. She's a fellow Scorpio. Um, she's like a true, you know, like, you know, London tough girl. Um, but I had never read any of her books. And so um, I read Chimamanda and Gozi's um, The Thing Around Your Neck prior to that. And I was, it was so good. So you're like, what's going to top that? But NW is a challenging read. And when I say challenging, when you read a lot, you can like melt through pages. 
But I have to go back and reread sentences because she's speaking from like the British um, vernacular, and mm -hmm. you know, you you don't get some of the, um, I guess, the colloquialisms. So that's good, and it and it challenges my mind. And the way she writes, it's like, oh, you know, you're like, oh, like you know, she's a genius. She's a genius. And so I'll be on her for a minute. I have. Um, another book of hers in my car it was the most it's not the book of essays but i think it was like jazz mm. i'm sorry but it has something no, no, jazz no. i think title. it's crazy you so. mentioned going back and reading um eyes on uh, their eyes were on god it's funny when you go back when you read it when you're younger because i'm sure all of us have had uh, one parent or some relative mention to us that we need to read something just to educate ourselves on something or another and then you go read it and you read it as a kid and you're like, it's eye-opening, but you don't really understand it. And then you grow up and we're all, <laughs> we're all a lot older than we were as kids. And you realize there's all those undertones that you wouldn't understand as a child because you don't work, you don't deal with so many people, other children don't deal in the same kind of things. Like now that you're exposed to the whole world as it is, um, or microcosms of such, you see those things that they're talking about and you can see it in an expanded role you know that's amazing yeah and all of this was in that book and that book was written like in like the 20s and 30s mm -hmm. and so that's why i like it because it's valid like they had no idea what we're going through and jane was basically oppressed right she was basically like a, a property so she was just a woman and you know her grandma married her off and she wasn't happy she ran away and that man basically wanted like she was beautiful, so he like made her hide her beauty, and she was light skinned, so that's colorism, right? Right, that's the intersection. Um, so she was light skinned with this nice hair, and and people were jealous of her, and she didn't even know her own beauty. And then she mm -hmm. met this man, and who like brought all these things out of her, and she experienced true love. And um, it's a it's a metaphor, and I think in that book she talks about how like black women are like the mirrors of the world, and a lot of things you grow up and you you kind of take note in your mind. Um, mm -hmm. It's like a validation in a way. And she was very ahead of her time, and we know that she suffered tremendously for her art. And um, so, yeah, I oh, like yeah. to read fiction, and I like to read things that are different than what I'm experiencing because life is hard enough as it is. <laughs> it is. Oh, uh, you my, my escape <laughs> has always been, sadly enough, it's it's Instagram. I dive into the Instagram so much, which um, mm -hmm. I I'm that's brave of you. What's your you wouldn't admit that you travel. Don't even play yourself. <laughs> you travel. I always, I'm like, I want him to take me to Europe. When I get my money right, I want you to like guide me and my children, you know, to our first trip so that way we can know the road. <laughs> I feel you. No, I do travel a lot. And to me, it's just, um, but it's not even for me to post. A lot of times it's just for me to see what's going on, even in just in life. It's amazing how much pops up in pop culture. Um, like, just staying attentive with like the movements of the culture itself like i mean to be honest with you my my little thing is like world star hip-hop i'm <laughs> i follow I'm them shocked. the shade mm -hmm. room i'm in there all the time I, no just mm -hmm. that i am totally shocked though i wouldn't i i would think that um you would class off as someone <laughs> would say and that, that would be too uh high but i guess she said um it tickles her yeah. way that they talk it's, it's some racket that tickled me too but we have the luxury to be tickled some people are living it every day and like that's the mm -hmm. norm it's true but you know what's crazy and that's the thing that hurts see, me it, it's true like they you know what it, the thing that 
just to be frank, the thing that hurts me the most is like like you said, we have the luxury of being being tickled by that, and they're in it. But um, their their struggle, although is, is our entertainment, they they are the trendsetters for for everything oh, that are. happens afterwards. Like we say this all the time, like hmm. you know, a black culture has put a lot yeah. of trends in motion rock and roll was started by an african-american yeah. like there's For so many things. Things. i just watched the thing on that exactly but we sell it they, they don't just steal it anymore we sell it and it sells out a uh, cultural appropriation exactly exactly so it i mean that's my thing that's how i get out of it i trista i don't know what you do <laughs> to escape oh yeah uh, music always worked for me. Um, I tried to learn how to play piano when I was younger, very short lived as many children are with playing instruments. Um, but I got into dance and you dance to music. And even though I don't really dance anymore these days, it still is music. Mm. I, I feel like that, that transcends across like age groups and no matter what race you are, it connects with everybody. Very true. And for our listeners out there, what you didn't know was Trista used to be a model too. So just uh, throwing that out there. <laughs> Still so model beauty, side. So beauty and, beauty and brains basically is what, what he's trying to get at. Exactly. That's, that's what we The intersectionality yeah. of being beautiful and attractive and people think you're supposed to only be one way and then you're like a scholar. Exactly. Damn. Like there it is. I can relate. <laughs> talking about beauty trista um for february i mean we've got our listeners here dying to know dying to know what do you have in store for us for your beauty tip of february um i'm going to touch a little bit on changing your looks people love to change our play with their look throughout the year which is totally normal especially for us women out here but um, I'm noticing people are starting to trim away at the length of their hair. It's not spring yet, but people are waiting for winter to be over. I think we're all waiting for it to be over. Well, um, I think you didn't have a winter this year. <laughs> hey, we, we had three weeks of like 40 degree weather, okay? I, it's cold right now. It's wet cold in Jackson. Yeah. It'll be that way for a couple of days, and it'll be creeping back on up there, 80 degree weather in February, hmm. which I'm not complaining, but hmm. people are wanting to, you know, break free of the winter weather and the winter look and change up their look a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say people are chopping off their hair quite yet, um, but I have noticed that people are starting to cut some inches off of their hair, but um, I have a couple of things that you must, I mean must, I'm speaking from experience, I'm also speaking from a professional viewpoint also. A couple of things that you must keep in mind. I know Pinterest is popping, I know Instagram is popping, as Davey just mentioned, he enjoys Instagram also. Yes. <laughs> but um, we tend to compare ourselves a lot, and we tend to want to mimic celebrity looks, which is totally fine, we call that in- inspiration. Um, which you must keep in mind when you're looking for different hairdo, whether it's color or a haircut per se, 
keep in mind the features of that person in comparison to your own. Because most often than not, especially if you don't have someone who's really good at cutting hair in general, you're not going to look like whoever you're trying to look like. <laughs> Let's Just be real. Just facts, y'all. Just facts. Just be real. Um, so, I mean, it's okay to get inspiration, but it is very, very important to have a good consultation with your stylist. Now, I'm imagining Make- this is coming from experience, but from someone coming in with a picture saying, I want to look like Halle Berry. And you're like, you're not going to look like Halle Berry. Yeah, you ain't got her hair texture. You know how much maintenance that's going to be for you. It won't look the same on your face shape. Your head too big for that. It could be a numerous amount of things. <laughs> Jeez, the shade. Um, but it's, it's very true. Um, I would say, well, to find a good stylist if you don't know one yet, women, don't be ashamed to give another woman a compliment you may make her day you may make her week you never know if you like someone's haircut say hey i like your haircut who did your hair that's walking advertisement for that stylist and it also gives you a a upfront sight as to how good their work is or how bad their work is you never know um but ask around and when you're looking up inspiration photos when you're looking for a stylist on instagram instagram which is also popular these days um look through their stuff and make sure their stuff is their work so this is there are number people two who be, so one yes. is, is making sure you get your re- your expectations checked be mm-hmm. humble two and this is two right now you're saying when you go find some like when you're going to search for a stylist a check with the person that you see on the street that you see has that same style you desire and get their information and then checking on instagram where a lot of people go find their stylist they should do yes. what make sure that their work is their work i know um a lot of stylists will kind of put their name across the picture so that no one can kind of steal it and crop it and say it's theirs um, I know a lot of sites that do that, but look through their feed, look through what people are saying about them also. Um, and if you get, if you're interested in them, see what their prices are like, go in for a consultation, communicate with them with what you're looking for. Now, this is coming from a stylist who went to a salon and got her hair cut. Okay. Which was a year and a half ago. Ooh. My hair was past my shoulders and I was itching for a haircut. I've been fighting the itch for two or three years. I wanted a certain look. And now, what, the stylist... What, what, what look I, was it? What look was it? <laughs> it was a pixie cut. Mm. For you who don't know what a pixie cut is, basically, it's a version of a Halle berry is type of look. Oh, so you weren't uh, even saying, I want to look like Halle Berry. Here we go. No, no, no. <laughs> it was different because I had two distinctive inspirational photos. It was a little longer in, in the bangs. I could tuck it around my ears. It was more hair to play with. It's just, I had no hair on my neck. It wasn't going to no ponytail. It was really short. Mm. The stylist I normally go to no longer was at that salon. So they gave me to another stylist. So me being a stylist, I'm like, I'm not going to think she can't do her job. I'm going to have faith on her because I don't, I know how it feels when people be like, oh, can you really cut hair? Like, if I couldn't cut hair, I wouldn't have this job. I wouldn't be licensed. Hello, somebody. So she saw the picture once. She was good. I was like, okay, maybe she got a photographic memory. You never know how people work. It was much shorter than I wanted, and it looked nothing like my inspirational pictures, and I had to. She Ouch. basically saw a pixie cut and did her version of a pixie cut, which is not what I wanted. 
like three months later, it grew out to be about the length that I wanted it to be. But by then I was hiding my hair because I didn't like it and it mm -hmm. was evident. Mm -hmm. So I should have done my own homework. Like, oh, what's the stylist name you're gonna put me with? Let me check her out first is what I should have done. So I'm telling y'all from experience, if you wanna play up your hair, perfectly fine. It's definitely fun to play up different looks with your hair. But in addition to finding inspirational photos, do your research on your stylist and be realistic about the end result that you want. When I say be realistic, I'm saying don't expect a miracle. Don't expect a all day project for like $25 because that's not going to be the case. Exactly. You Get know what I mean? Estimate. So it's just be careful with your hair. Some people don't really care about their hair. No. That's okay. But if you do, do your homework for sure. I'm pretty sure we've all had some bad experiences, right, Zainab? I do my own hair. <laughs> I know my hairstylist doesn't want to hear that. But quick, uh, Davey could tell you from my Instagram, I changed my hair. I just went from blonde um, to black because I'm doing some career things. So, mm. um, but I learned by trial and error. You know, I learned mm -hmm. about bleach and Olaplex. I really like that. Yes, girl. You want to bleach your hair, keeps it strong. So, I mean, I'm a, since I'm a nerd in a lot of areas, I'm able to be a nerd. And I'm an artist, so, like, I'll do a quick weave. You know, I know to protect my hair underneath, and I know how to make it for me. And people will say, oh, do my hair, do my hair. But I don't have the patience to be a hairdresser. <laughs> hair it's really something, it's like special. So, I, um, and, and women are very vain. And women have been taught to, like, be all to their looks. Mm -hmm. So I think I would I would say love try to love yourself be realistic with your with yourself. I have a um, four C grade hair, and so I know that um, if I got the straight hair and I'm gonna like slip my edges, my edges don't really lay down. You know, no matter what I do, unless I, I put some kind of chemical, I'm like text lax. Um, so I have to be realistic with, with myself, and I think a lot of women just aren't and they hide behind. They we use external things to try to make us feel bad, and so before try to just use your hair as like a, a quick fix, you know, look within, um, be happy with yourself and all of that will be added. Exactly. For sure, like hair is your accessory. It's just a form of your expression. As I whip my hair back and forth. Oh gosh, <laughs> no, your, your hair so bounces back and forth. I love the mane. <laughs> Let it go all the way down your back. Uh, they have a long braid. See, I had yeah. I just recently got a trim that wasn't a trim. It ended up being a cut, wow. and I had I don't want to say I had a rude awakening, but <sighs> just like just like Trista said, y'all, you have to define specifically what you are asking for. I came yeah. in, I said, I just need a, a poo and a, a trim. I said, I just need the edges taken off. And this woman took at least three inches off. And I remember just being, looking back and I realizing- I think she was jealous. <gasps> I would've paid. She probably was jealous. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. So I have curly, I have a, like a, I don't know, I have curly hair. And unfortunately, like when it's wet, it, it's pretty straight and it looks, it's very long. Um, so I'm assuming, I'm hoping, praying to God that I'm, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt here that she saw it when it was still wet and started cutting and then when it dried up it just it's like it's like I lost mm -hmm. everything so you need someone who knows how to cut curly hair you never dry mm, yeah I know I, I did see his hair after <laughs> I know. and I'm just like mm-mm it's okay we live and we learn it, and this is what, yes. this, this was about today Maybe life is the best yourself. teacher 
Life is the best teacher. So let and that it'll be grow known. back. And We're it will not. grow back. Hopefully. And it'll be bouncing back and forth. Mm-hmm. It will be bouncing back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, I thank you guys for showing up. Trista, again, thank you for your hair tip. And Zainab, I am so glad you came on the show. Um, you gave us a lot of insight. Um, I did yes. want to ask you one thing. I know, like you said, you were talking about pronouns, but what are one of the small, I mean, what are one of the small things that we can do to, I guess, like, when we come into, um, when we, we join into that community, because I know for myself, like, having gone to a couple um, events and things of that nature, just, there are certain no-nos that you do not do and I don't think a lot of people know that what are some of the no-nos that people can avoid making that mistake when they walk into an, like an, a, an event mm-hmm. well I think just don't be on a defensive don't think everyone wants to date you I'm a mother um, I have two sons I don't want to sleep with my sons but I have slept with men right so don't um, make uh, LGBTQ people like sexual predators automatically mm-hmm. don't mock them like, girl, yes, because that's that's popular culture, but wait to be invited in because a lot of um, those people have walls up because they have experienced a lot of sexual trauma and abuse as children, um, and then, like I said, um, doing sex work and things like that. So a lot of them have a cold demeanor, but that's like a protective mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then once, just like anybody, once you're your true self and you're genuine and you're relaxed, um, people will welcome you with open arms. And finally, don't be shocked because the LGBTQ community is very open with yes. your sexual experiences yes. and they'll just talk. And so yes. what you try to do is you hear, but you can't be like, oh, you did what? You just have to like, mm-hmm. yes. mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> have a giveaway and they'll close up to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. True okay. facts. True facts happen to okay, me. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for that. Hopefully, I thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, no, we appreciate you coming on and I appreciate you educating our basic fam. So yes, you surely educated me for sure. So thank you. And I'm trying well, not to, well, you can't, I'm trying not to look shocked because there's a lot of stuff I never heard before, but I have soaked it in. So thank you. <laughs> You'll have some clients this week, and then you'll be like, oh, I, I know what that is. <laughs> so, hey to all my queers, hey to all my star on TV, and thank you. Also, last thing, if we have anybody out there who's interested in the Jacksonville area that wants to get in contact with Jasmine, how do they do that? Um, they can just go to the website. Um, it's J-A-S-M-Y-N, Jasmine, and we're at... Um, 923 Peninsula Place. We're in Riverside. Um, we're like in a, a, a blue, like a little house um, underneath the Fullerton Bridge. So we're right on the opposite side of Five Points. Perfect. Okay. Good location. It is. Exactly. Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you again, everybody. Hopefully, we will see everybody in two weeks. Ciao. See ya. Till next time. Hey Basic Fam, the show today was produced by Basic LLC. Music was provided by Torian Miles. If you haven't already rated us, you know it helps us get noticed. So one stars, five stars, it's up to you. But remember to subscribe and share and let people know about the Basic Buzz. Alright Basic Fam, see you next time.